Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! From the IMLD Home Studios, in its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Yep, back in the cut once again here with your NFC preview tonight. Second night in a row. Thank you all for joining us. You are indeed listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here with you on a Wednesday night, September the 8th, 2021. Santa's coming down the chimney. It's, it's, it's football eve. It's the night before the regular season gets going with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. And at the end of our NFC preview, we will pick that game for you that's going to happen tomorrow night. Real football finally coming back. It's, it's been a long off season, Jay, but we're, we're right on the precipice. I know. Uh, real football tomorrow night. I'll be able to watch the uh, vast majority of the game. So I'll be able to listen to it. You know, I get off work right before kickoff. So probably get home right about the end of the first quarter and then hopefully uh, get home and sit down and, and, and watch a good game. That's, that's all you want to see, especially – you don't have any major rooting interest you, you don't want bad football for that first game uh, which is really interesting because with the three-week preseason we get to see how uh, how that translates you know we got Dak Prescott he's coming back uh, after missing all of last year after that gruesome ankle injury and you got the world champions on their home turf kicking it off so it should be uh, it should be fun I'm excited um, obviously last night we did the AFC, so I don't know if we want to real quickly recap that sure, in case anybody's, uh, listening now who didn't get a chance to listen last night. So this is all oh. NFC tonight. It's on podcast mode. If you want to listen to the uh, AFC preview, it's on, uh, in much less detail dot blogspot.com. Uh, actually it's not on the blog. I gave the wrong link there. I'm- <laughs> That's- it's okay. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's the off season. We're we're all getting the the rust shaken off. It's on our website where you're listening live right now, which is uh, blogtalkradio.com/slash in much less detail. Our full archive is there. Every show that we've ever done is there on the archives. Uh, you can search out our podcasts on any number of different podcast apps, uh, including, of course, iTunes. Um, our, our every show we've done is, is, is listed right there. We uh, did, did we ever delete that one that was just a complete train wreck and we had to do it the next night because we had connection issues? I think we I think that's the only show we ever had to just completely abort and, and just get out and delete. Yeah, was that the was that the draft aftermath show? Yes. <laughs> and then the next night we had the draft aftermath aftermath show. Right. <laughs> That's how bad the connection was. It was just a train wreck, and we had to just get out of it completely. So I, I think I, I think we deleted that, but we might not have. I, I, it might still be up there. But in any event, um, 
every show we I'm do. I'm hoping it's still there. <laughs> it might be actually. Now that I think about it, uh, I mean, there was a show that we had where the audio was so bad I couldn't hear what you were saying, but I continued the show like I could hear what you were saying. Like you said, it was one of the most uh, incredible things you'd ever heard. Right, because when I listened back to it, I was every other word was getting. Uh, it was so choppy that yeah. I was sounding like up, beep, up, boop, beep, boop, boop, and you were just answering everything I said with full sentences, which is, yeah. of course, an indication that we've been best friends for way, way, way too That's long. right. That's right. On that wavelength, even though that doesn't mean we agree on everything. Um, no. Unless it's an MLB show. <laughs> then we absolutely agree. Well, we we had a little kumbaya last night, but we didn't. We also had some yeah. uh, where we had some nice discussion, good uh, with, with some of these uh, division breakdowns, and, and we we did not see eye to eye on some of them. We we had the uh, the AFC North uh, uh, scrambled up a little bit, and yeah, I, I think that's very good when we uh, have some discourse and have some disagreement uh, instead of just being completely the same uh, down the list with every single pick. Yeah, and that division, you know, you got we talked about it. There's basically three teams in that division that you could kind of just you know, put in a bag and, and shake that bag up and, you know, we're, we're like dice, right? Put them in the dice and roll it. And every time you roll it, it might come up with a different combo. But uh, I had the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns, and uh, the Titans as my division winners. I believe you and I were a kumbaya on all of them except for the North, where you had, I believe, the Ravens. That is correct. I had the Chiefs, the Bills, and the uh, Titans along with you as division winners, and I have the Ravens out of the North, uh, and you have the Browns. And for my wild card, uh, we have one in common. We both have the uh, the Clipper Chargers taking that next step and making the playoffs. And I have joining them the Patriots and the Steelers. Yes, and I have the Chargers, Ravens, and Colts uh, sneaking in there to be that last wild card. Tonight, I have a feeling, will be a little different. I think we're going to have a lot of uh, similarities tonight. I think we'll have some similarities, but there's a there's just there's a couple of divisions I think that are a little bit more uh, packed tightly than than a couple others. So it's again we talked about last night with the haves and the have-nots in the AFC. I think there's a lot more have-nots in the NFC. Yes, you have a very you have a much smaller group of teams that are like your definite well before the season starts anyways that are your definite sort of upper echelon teams uh i think there's fewer of them in the nfc which is fun because that makes it more wide open right uh, there's definitely seems to be a lot more teams that are uh fighting for place than there are fighting for first in, in these nfc divisions so uh, very top heavy it would seem and in uh in a little change uh, i propose uh last night you let me go first so tonight I will let you go first. All right. With your division good. breakdowns, so that and you know because that way you can talk for for twenty seven, twenty eight minutes for each division, and, and I'll <laughs> throw all mine in in, in ninety seconds. Uh, listen, you did this. Okay? <laughs> if, I, if I go long and leave you no time, you did this. You made that I did decision. This. It's, it's all I, on I you. Just, it's it's only fair. <laughs> well. You, you you ask for it. Is all Just I make sure say. you leave us 90 seconds to make that pick at the end of the show. Always. No matter what. We will leave the last 90 seconds to, to get that last pick in. 
Um, I was trying to go on my BetMGM app and find the uh, the futures and the, uh, the specials that I mm-hmm. talked about with you on Twitter a little bit this morning. Which Finally, I am not eligible is... for. I am not eligible to make those slam dunk bets because I'm in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin oh. is not one of the states. Wow. Because it, when you is... sent me that, I was completely ready to, to put money <laughs> on the on the Jets and the Texans and the Bengals. Uh, see if I could. I wanted to parlay them. Right. You were all in with the the futures as to who will or won't uh, make the playoffs. Yeah, we talked about this for yeah. years. Like, God, there's, there's so many teams that are such a slam dunk that aren't going to make the playoffs. Can, can you just short them? Can we just bet these teams not to make the playoffs? Well, I don't. You know, I, I'm giving BetMGM all the the publicity uh, because that happens to be the the sports book that I'm signed up with at the moment. Um, and it happens to be the one that I know for a fact because I've looked it up. They have those futures. They have those. Uh, maybe they all have them. Maybe all the sports books have this. And, and I'm just yeah. behind the curve. But I tell you, when I first got into internet gambling, you know, back in the 2000s, I don't remember seeing this anywhere. I would have loved to uh, short all these terrible teams uh, to not make the playoffs and and counted that easy money at the end of the year. But uh, those those odds and those specials are up. On BetMGM, uh, every team has a uh, odds of whether they will make the playoffs or won't make the playoffs, and it, it seems easy money for a lot of these. Now, I, I was all in with you as well, just you know, bundling a lot of these terrible teams and, and setting up a nice juicy parlay. That special bet is uh, unfortunately not eligible for parlaying on BetMGM. And that really disappointed me because I was all in on taking about six or seven or eight teams that I know have no chance. Yeah, I was getting ready to to send you a $50 check and say, bundle me. Yeah, man, I was all set. And and then some of these lines are so prohibitive, like – to, to bet minus 1100 on pretty much anything, I don't care how sure you think it is, is kind of a sucker move. There's just the, the, the amount of money you have to bet in order to make it back. Like you'd be draining your, your savings accounts and your uh, checking accounts and everything else, just trying to make a hundred dollars. It's, it's not to me, it's not worth it. As much as I know that the, who was the minus 1100? I think it was the Texans. As much as I know that that organization is a is a tire fire and there's no chance that they're making the playoffs, I'm still not laying minus 1100 for that. That's just insane because I I just first of all I don't have the money to do that and just pull <laughs> it out like that. Like you'd have to take out a loan almost to do something like that. But the one that really got me thinking about making a, a deposit into my account is that Jaguars is is minus 450 to not make the playoffs. That's more manageable. That makes a little more uh, financial sense to me. Like I can see, uh, you know, gathering up, you know, $300, $400 to make, you know, the 70, 80, 100 yeah. uh, the, for the Jacksonville Jaguar. Cause the, the Jaguar, they, they, they got a coach that doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, they got a roster that is, you know, right now, Trevor Lawrence and guys, uh, they're a far cry from that uh, excellent defense a few years ago that, uh, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and were uh, a half away from beating Tom Brady and, and going to the Super Bowl. Uh, most of those guys already are not there anymore. Like Miles Jack is still there, and that's just about it. 
so they're clearly rebuilding. They're clearly not going to have much success this year. If they did make a, a surprise run, it would be Trevor Lawrence would have to be like the greatest, uh, you know, debuting rookie back of all time. And even the best of the best don't come right out of the gate being successful. We, we remember Peyton Manning who turned out to yeah. be a hall of fame quarterback and how bad he struggled his first I mean, years in, we, in Indianapolis. We only have to go back to last year to watch Justin Herbert and what he did. And it was, wasn't, wasn't good enough at all to get to the playoffs. It was an excellent rookie year and it, it was, it still fell short. Yeah. Uh, and will Trevor Lawrence be that good? He might, uh, but he might very well might not. That's a very high bar to set. And so, yeah, I think the the Jaguars are are very are very good, very sure bet to to not make the playoffs. So that one uh, is very tempting. But some of those yeah, other ones, the Lions, and uh, I think are minus nine hundred. And uh, I, I talked about the Texans. The the Jets are a very very inhibitive favorite uh, to not make the playoffs. Um, yeah, it, it's it's there if you've got the the money to to throw in there uh trying to make some some coin at the end of the year give yourself a little new year's bonus at the end of the regular season um it, it's it's out there we've talked about it we've prayed for it we asked for it and, and the the ability is there for those who are in the states uh that can gamble online at the moment i'm shy it's everywhere i thought pretty much every state had gone ahead because it's, it's no. free money you, you open up these internet uh, casinos and, and uh, sports books and just ask the, the people to the, uh, to put their money in their accounts and, and you just sit there and watch the money roll in. Like I, I think every state is coming around to what Vegas has done all these years. We just you just sit there and, and watch the money come in. It's it's easy. So uh, it's coming. I'm, it might not be in Wisconsin yet, but trust me, it's it's coming. It's going to be everywhere no, at some point. I, I'm I'm glad. Because you sent me that, and I was like, "Well, I got to take a look at this." You know, you you don't talk. We talk about there's there's very few surefire things, but there are some things that we absolutely know. We don't know who's going to the playoffs, but we for for sure know who's not. Right. That and well, we and you know who's going to the playoffs. I'm sure it's just as prohibitive to bet the Chiefs to make the playoffs or, or some of these other you know the Buccaneers. Um, again, I'm. I was trying to get to the uh, to the website. It's not right. I don't know how to find you know instantly some of these props like that because I don't I haven't navigated the site that fast, so I don't know how to bring it up you know instantly. I've been sitting here for five minutes on the app trying to figure out where that is, and I just can't I, I can't find it. I favorited it, it <laughs> on my account, but I can't right. find where my favorites are, so that's why I, I can't bring it up. Well, so you know, at some course, point during the show, I might find it. And of course, we can come back to this show as we head into the wild card weekend and go back. And some of these things that we thought were surefire, they won't be. That's, you know, that's the, the beauty of sports. You, you that's think you why. Know, that's right. There's gonna there's gonna, there's gonna be the the bad bounce or the devastating injury or, you know, the wrecked chemistry. You never know uh, what's gonna happen, right? You, you know, look at look at Dallas last year. What what they turned into. Well, don't look at it. Don't look at that injury because it was disgusting. No. I was watching it. It was, it, yeah, it I was, was bad. DVRing the game, so I watched it and I saw the injury. And the camera crew clearly didn't know how bad it was because they were uh, focused in on Dak after he went down for a good five seconds or so, uh, looking at his ankle bent the wrong way and his foot pointing, you know, outward instead yeah. of uh, straight up and down. And it's like, oh lordy. 
yeah, um, it, it was clearly, you know, you it's something that you you won't see on like you know highlights that night. I'm sure they didn't actually show his foot being bent the wrong way on the uh, you know Sports Center and NFL highlight packages and stuff like that. But it, I, I happened to be watching it, and uh, I, it, I'm, I'm you know without giving away uh, a pick. There's guys that uh, are ready to come back and instantly try to start week one, and even without considering the the whole they haven't played any football at all in two or three weeks, depending on how much rest that they got, you know, in the preseason. Uh, everyone's coming off a bye, so no one's played any football in two weeks, no matter what. And then throw in some of these guys like Dak Prescott, like uh, Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, are trying to come right back on the field, even Pat Mahomes in Kansas City, uh, who looked great in the preseason, but preseason is not regular season. Uh, so that's just something to keep an eye on. Some of these guys are trying to come back out there on the field uh, and start in week one and just pick right up where they left off. And uh, they might, might not. It's not that easy, you know, to get full speed and, and full steam ahead right off the bat like that. Um it, Gotta watch out for it. I'm not saying that they're gonna go down necessarily, or they're gonna be slow, but you, you got to think about that. All right, try not to foreshadow a pick, though. Yeah, just uh, I, I may have done that, but just just saying. <laughs> okay, it's all right. So, all right, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give up the 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 attempt to try to find these, these prop bets uh, on this website, on this, this app, because it's just, it's, I, I can't navigate it yet. It's, it's, it's all brand new to me. Um, yeah. Let's uh, get started uh, with our NFC breakdown and our preview. We'll start out West. Uh, we started with the AFC West last night. We'll start with the NFC West tonight and I will go uh, top to bottom in this division, which Seems to be, I don't think this is controversial at all, the most uh, parity uh, of any division because all four of these teams, I think, have a legitimate argument that they could really win the division. We, you know, some teams say, well, really, every team says that at the beginning of the season. We really believe that we have a legitimate mm-hmm. shot to win the division, they might even say though. It. Yeah. They might say it. it. I don't know who all believes it. I, I don't know either, but they all definitely think they do, at least before the game starts. Just remember, uh, the but, Jaguars last year started 1-0. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in the NFC West, I, I really do think every team, the Rams, the 49ers, the Seahawks, even the Cardinals, uh, have a, a legitimate argument that they got the talent, and, and if, the, if everything just breaks right for them, that they could find themselves on top when the season is is over. So I just gave the order right there, if you were paying attention and listening, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, and Cardinals. I have the Rams as my division winners, and I have the 49ers returning to glory uh, somewhat uh, and making the playoffs once again after a, a season where injuries just wrecked them and put them behind the eight ball, and they were not able to get over all of that. Uh, so I'll start with the Rams, number one on top. All eyes on, of course, Matthew Stafford uh, coming in as the new quarterback and Sean McVay uh, joining forces with Stafford. There's a lot of uh, media around. This goes back to every team thinks they have a shot. Every team's media and every team's beat writers also think 
that they seem to have a shot. I I really have never understood that. Like if you're a beat writer, you you really don't uh, you lose more credibility by saying this team is, is looking great and has a real shot at, at making some waves this year. To me, you lose credibility doing that over whatever you might gain, whatever access you might gain with the team by, you know, buttering their role like that. Uh, so, But I've seen uh, a lot of writers talking about how great the Rams look and how great the Stafford-McVay combination is going to be because they're on the same wavelength and uh, basically an in, in indictment of Jared Goff and, and talking about McVay and Stafford are more peers with each other than McVay and, and Goff were. Uh, and look, golf had his moments, obviously, you know, leading them to a Super Bowl appearance. Let's not talk about the actual games. It was just God awful. Uh, but clearly he lost confidence from Sean McVay as, as time went on. And, uh, eventually McVay got to a point where he was ready to throw in random off the street bums to start, uh, games in the playoffs for them instead of Jared Goff. He really wanted to use Jared Goff at the end of that run last year. Uh, and now golf is gone and Stafford is in. Uh, as always, don't forget about that great defense. Don't forget about Aaron Donald. Don't forget about that high quality that they have. Uh, it, cornerback Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams, that's just the kind of shutdown cornerback tandem that you need in this division when you talk about what the 49ers bring every week, what the uh, Seahawks are going to bring, what Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are going to bring. You basically – win a division like that with your defense because the team that can stop all those other high-flying offenses the best is the team that's going to come out on top of those crazy division games in the end. And I think the Rams are best equipped to do that because they have the best all-around defense. Uh, Radio Raheem taking over on that defense. Raheem Morris uh, taking over for Brandon Staley who gets uh, a head coaching gig. Uh, I can see them winning the uh, the entire conference. I can see the NFC, if everything shakes out, you know, that's, of course, a big question mark for every team. Everything's just got to break just right. But I think the Rams are set up for it. And they, if they did make the Super Bowl, it would be there in L.A. So that would be the second year in a row that a team would actually come out of the NFC and go home to, to host the Super Bowl game after Tampa Bay last year. So I, I think the Rams have a, have a shot at that. The 49ers bouncing back and making a playoff run uh, similar to the Bears, everyone is waiting for when the coach is going to put in the rookie quarterback over the veteran. Uh, with the 49ers, of course, we're talking about uh, Kyle Shanahan deciding to stick with uh, our, our guy, the former uh, Patriot, uh, Janine Garoppolo, uh, as quarterback instead of the rookie Trey Lance. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan has imagination. So it looks like Trey is going to get some run in between snaps with, with Jimmy G. It's going to be sort of similar to New Orleans where they run Taysom Hill out there for some trick plays every now and then. And I don't hate that uh, because if you do it right, you add an element that defenses can't really be all that greatly prepared for because, you know, everyone's a, habit, a creature of habit. Defenses get ready for these quarterbacks and these game plans and you don't really plan for, oh, by the way, they got another guy that they might bring in that might run some wildcat or they might split him wide or there might be some craziness because you don't know when that's going to happen. You don't know if that's going to happen, and you don't know when he comes in exactly what he's going to do. So it's kind of impossible to prepare for that. So uh, I like it. Uh, you just got to 
you know, be smart with it. Got to be judicious. You got to uh, make sure that you pick just the right spot to do that. Um, and I think Kyle Shanahan, as much as we made fun of him when he broke into the NFL, you know, clearly case of nepotism there got in because of his daddy. Uh, he's proven his his bona fides over the years, and he's he's got a, a good imagination. He's got a, a some creativity, uh, and I think he's going to figure out just the right way to use uh, Trey Lance and get that 49ers offense back the way they they were supposed to be. And of course, Jimmy G got the pressure on him now that he knows he better perform, he better ball out because Trey Lance might get in there permanently if he doesn't. So he's got that 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 spotlight on him and. Uh, I, I think he'll step up and, and do better than he had uh, last year. Uh, we'll see if losing Robert Sala is a big blow. The defensive coordinator is replaced by a former Houston linebacker. Here's a name from the past that we remember, D'Amico Ryans, the new D.C. Sure. In, in San Francisco. And, uh, we were a big fan of D'Amico Ryans back when we were playing uh, IDP uh, fantasy football. because He was a tackle machine. He got out he there sure was. laid down everybody. So see what D'Amico's got in their coach. I'm picking the Seahawks third, and I'm not picking them to make the playoffs. And that's tough because I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. And, you know, I, I talked him up last year when he played MVP-level football that first quarter of the season. I, I'm afraid for him, though. He he was so sharp for that first half of the, of the year, and then his play and his decision-making just took – a thumbs down faster than the New York Mets. I mean, I don't know what happened, but uh, he may bounce back, though, but he's in his 30s, so you, you don't want to guarantee that or think that's definitely going to happen. Uh, he may not bounce back. Uh, maybe Shane Waldron as the new OC has some fresh ideas. We were laughing at Brian Schottenheimer and that predictable offense uh, over the years, and finally it's got to the point where he, he had to go. It, was, it just wasn't. Everybody knew what was coming. You know, run the ball, run the ball, and then rust bomb on third. And finally, uh, teams started catching up to, doing, to that and figuring it out. And uh, as a result, the Seahawks definitely took a tumble last year. They made the playoffs, but they got, they, they got beat pretty badly in that first uh, playoff game at home. And uh, it, it didn't look good. And I, I don't know. I don't know about Russ. I you know, it might be the beginning of the end. Sometimes it happens like that. The, the decline just starts and it never really ends. So, uh, and that defense, like I said, in a division like that, if you don't have a defense that can handle all those other teams coming in, uh, you're going to really struggle. And the Seahawks defense has always been a struggle, still waiting on them to clone Jamal Adams so they can have him play all 11 positions right now. But until that happens, uh, it, it's still going to be ugly. And then I got the Cardinals fourth, but, you know, mad respect for, for Kyler Murray, the fastest feed in the league. I mean, when that guy gets going, uh, he, he's, he's just a blur. Uh, so I'm, I'm not hating on the Cardinals, and I'm not saying they're going to, you know, be 6-11. and 11, I'm still doing the math there uh, on 17 games. Uh, they're going to they're gonna fight. They're going to contend. They were fun bad last year, like you said, and uh, I don't think they're going to be bad this year. They're still going to be fun. They're just I, I still just think they're a notch below these other teams, but – if they made a run, no one could possibly be surprised. Uh, they replaced one ancient wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, with another one in A.J. Brown. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll see if A.J.'s got anything left. Uh, they really improved the pass D last year. They dropped their yards per average by a full yard. That's pretty impressive. And now J.J. Watt drops in to help the pressure. Uh, they could surprise. There's, there's no doubt that the Cardinals could make a run, but for now I got them four, and that's my NFC West. Oh, wow. All right. Well, we definitely uh, do not have this division 
um, at all the same. Any We don't have any of the four teams in the same order right. in this division. So we completely uh, see the NFC West. Well, I can't say we completely see it different, but here's my order for the NFC West. I'm going with the Niners, then the Rams, then the fun, bad Cardinals, and then the Seattle Seahawks to, to pull up the rear here. So uh, I completely agree with you uh, about the Rams and the Niners also both making the playoffs. I just have it in opposite order. Um, okay. So with, with the Niners at the top, yeah, you, you, you pretty much said it. I mean, they're, they're basically coming back from being completely decimated by injuries last year in what two years ago was a Super Bowl team, you know, and, and a team that was really close to holding down Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, what were they, four four minutes away from winning that Super Bowl? They were 56 minutes uh, of, of great yeah. defensive football, you know, and some, some questionable offense. They're late in a missed deep throw, and uh, they, they ended up going home losers. But, uh, you know, they, they hung tough, and they, they definitely held down with that defense player in the league. And they're getting basically completely back healthy. They're getting these guys back. And that's one of that's one thing that you just can't overlook. You know, they, they had that run there last year for the, about the first two, three weeks of the season where they just kept losing like multiple guys per game. Yeah. And, you know, and then they lose Jimmy G as well. So they basically played with no quarterback and a completely decimated defense. And we talked about it a lot last year that, they were they weren't getting embarrassed, you know. They for for a team that was basically fielding half of a football team, they they were showing up. You know, their their, their plus minuses were okay. They were consistently a cover. You know, they were winning a few games. So they they were they didn't just go out and uh, you know lose half their defense and their starting quarterback and just go completely and crap the bed. So and, and we didn't talk about this at all last night on the show. First time it's going to get a mention on this show, and it's probably one of the only times it's going to get a mention. Maybe one other team where I actually looked at this, the Niners have, because of the virtue of being bad, they have a very easy schedule. Yeah. They have, you know, for a team, again, two seasons removed away from a Super Bowl, they have got some some cream puffs and all nicely spaced throughout the season. So even if you end up having a loss, this team has so many get-right games on their schedule this year that if they just win, you know, beat a couple of teams that you don't quite expect them to beat. And uh, I think that they could win a very highly competitive NFC West. Yeah. The whole Garoppolo Trey Lance does, you know, what, what have we found with, uh, with Kyle Shanahan and quarterbacks? It actually doesn't matter who he picks. He, he's going to mine productivity out of just about anybody that goes back there um, and, and, and handles his offense. So, when you actually go and you look at the list of all the quarterbacks that he's gotten productivity out in his career of coaching, it's it's not exactly uh, you know MVP except for the Matt Ryan season. It's not a lot of MVP quality guys that he goes out there and actually gets pr- production from. So he's he'll get production hard. Shout out, he's, yeah, he yeah he'll get production out of both of those guys. Uh, so I, 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 yeah, I fully expect that they're going to come in and they're going to do a little, uh, you know, switching it up and trying to do like a, like a Taysom Hill, Taysom Tebow type thing with Trey Lance just to come in and get the legs moving. Or he's also, he's got the arm too, 
uh, be- definitely uh, better arm than, than T- uh, Taysom Hill. That's for sure. But yeah, they, they could have a nice little thing going. I like the Rams. I also have the Rams making the playoffs. Yeah, defense is top notch. Absolutely one of the best defenses in football. Um, you know, and, then, and again, that that uh, 49ers defense last year completely decimated, and this Rams defense, which was top rated last year, they're both really good. The Matthew Stafford thing I'm interested in because I'll tell you one thing: Matthew Matthew Stafford has you know they, they, well, he's never had a winning team, but that also means he's never been a winner. So I'm curious to see at this stage of his career coming into this system, it, you know, how is he going to adapt to what Sean McVay and that team want to do with him? They're okay in the backfield. And again, again you give Matthew Stafford uh, never has really been graced with great backfields. You know, they get Sony Michelle away from the Patriots and then it's just a couple of guys after him. But I'm, I'm really interested to see with the guy, you know, with Stafford coming in and they're trying to fit him into the offense because obviously Sean McVay has said this this was where we were weak, right? This was the position. It was it was Jerry Goff crapping the bed in that Super Bowl and looking scared at times, even though he was getting excellent production out of Goff for long stretches. You know, where their MVP talks about Jerry Goff, obviously they soured on him, so they go and they get the veteran in Stafford. We'll see if it works. I'm curious to see how it works, but I, I'm i a little worried for, for Stafford. I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where it gels right away, and I think that could be enough to get the Niners to just sort of eke them out. I like the uh, the fun, bad Cardinals to take a step. They won't, they're won't. they not going to be fun, bad this year. They're just going to be fun. Okay. So, yeah, they do. They go, they get A.J. Green, which is good for A.J. Green because one thing A.J. Green knows he's not going to have to be is the man. They already have the man, right? They already have DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to get production out of Kirk. You know, they're going to be fine there. And then Kyler Murray running around back there. He's got a middling running game. But we everybody knows that, the you know, the name of the game is, is Kyler Murray in the production and basically doing – a younger version of what Russell Wilson's done for years, which is run around in the pocket, use the legs to create time, and then, you know, heave that ball deep. And he's got the guys to go and get it. And and that's going to be – a team's going to be a lot of fun. And they did improve the defense. They brought in J.J. Watt. They brought in Robert Alford. He can stay healthy, you know, in the secondary. So, yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to be that third-place team just on the outside of the playoffs. And I, I actually have Seattle taking taking a step back here. I had it last year. I'm just going to just keep predicting the demise of the Seattle Seahawks because <laughs> it's, it, it's eventually got to happen. You, you hear all the time. If there is a story that over, was overshadowed by all the Russell uh, by all the Aaron Rodgers drama, it was the rumblings with Russell Wilson. But those rumblings are there, you know. And, and, and if it wasn't so much Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded. And, there was that. There, there was, there's some discontent, I think, with Russell Wilson. We had to deal with the road rust last year, which was was hard to watch, and uh, that was in empty road stadiums. So it might be a little bit different this year. So I, I think they're still going to score some points. They are trying to to you know slap together a defense, the Legion of Room, as we've now called it, because that is not the Legion of Doom anymore. 
and like you no. said, you can't have you can't have eleven Jamal Adamses out there. It looks like it sometimes. It looks like it sometimes because he's everywhere, but that that's just not going to work. So I've got the Seahawks to finish last this year. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a, a two and fifteen type last place finish, but I, I could see it being like a a six win, seven win last place. I think this mm. division is probably very compressed. So I don't think that the difference between first place and last place is enormous. This isn't, you know, where you have the jets at the bottom, right? But you know, that's just the order I'm going with. Or the AFC North that the Bengals are clearly going to be last. Right. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, and again, I, we could probably, you could probably talk a, or take a poll of a uh, hundred different people who watch football or think they're football experts or, and they'll all come up with different versions of, of these four teams because they are that close at times. They look that close, at least on paper. And whoever turns out to be right will be able to scream and say, see, I had it the whole That's time. Right. <laughs> um, I got the uh, the app open. Yay. I finally found the, uh, it's under team season specials for 2021 slash 22. So I'll uh, read the uh, divisions if I remember to do them for all of them and uh, you don't have to respond if you don't if nothing strikes your fancy, but just to have the information out there for those who are interested. Currently, right now on BetMGM, uh, the Arizona Cardinals are plus 165 to make the playoffs, and to not make the playoffs is a minus 200 bet. Uh, for the uh, I'm I'm very interested to get to the Seattle one if you think they're only going to win six or seven. Uh, that might be something you hear the odds and you might want to. <laughs> Might want to send me oh. some money for that anyway. Um, the L.A. Rams are a minus 185 to make a playoff run and plus 150 if you want to bet no that they don't make the playoffs. The 49ers are a pl- minus 200 to, yes, make the playoffs. That's a bit of a surprise to me. That's pretty high for, wow. uh, for all the troubles that they had last year. And bet that they don't make the playoffs, you actually make 165 for the $100 bet on that one. That's interesting. And then your Seahawks uh, is a minus 130 to, yes, make a playoff push and plus 110 for them not to make the playoffs. That's pretty close to even right there on the yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, it's almost even money. Yeah, so I'm a little surprised by that. Uh, so there's your uh, NFC West preview. Yeah, definitely not kumbaya on that. So that's good. And, and that no. division is certainly ripe for a lot of discourse, no matter how you look at it. Because again, we we both agree that this, they're so compressed and and very evenly matched. So definitely going to be the probably the most fun division to watch all year. Yeah, and we talked. You alluded to it uh, a little bit last night that this might be the best division overall in football. Yeah. You know, it used to be, uh, you know, but it's going to be the quiet, quietly the best division in football. This goes back to what we used to have a few years ago where we talked about the AFC South. It was quietly that, that good division that nobody ever wanted to talk about because the Texans, the Colts, the Jets, they were all good or they were all at least like a tough out, you know. And I think that's what you're going to have with the NFC West this year. There isn't that. No, nobody is circling any of these teams in that division on their schedule as, as a clear W. That's right. Yeah, all, all four of those solid. teams, they're all quality, but hey, only, only one team can, you know, represent the division in the playoffs. And if the other, and if another one, or maybe who knows two are lucky, they can go to the wild card. But uh, 
you and I both have the Rams and the Niners in the playoffs this year. That's right. So a little kumbaya. A little bit. One division that is definitely not quality all the way through the NFC North. Oh, our, our guys. Uh, so our, our hometown uh, division, we're both, of course, from Chicago. Uh, we've got a fun of, uh, of affinity for the uh, the rivalries and the uh, games in this division. Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings, just long history. Uh, and But the Lions are definitely a team that's uh, uh, – their thumbs down right now. No one thinks much of them and, and their uh, abilities. Uh, they are minus 1,100 to make the playoffs and plus 700 if you want to pick them to make the playoffs right now. Uh, if you want to put that money down on the Lions, go right ahead. Like I said, minus 1,100 is, is a little rich for my blood, but yeah. I understand why the odds are what, what they are with them because they are awful. Uh, so I'll go bottom up. From four to one in the NFC North, uh, as far as the Lions go, Lions are one of three teams uh, that I talked about one last night. Cars here are the Lions, and the third team is, will be the Eagles, which we'll get to later on. That they're all bringing in rookie head coaches that, through different uh, ways of communicating in the off season, displayed to me, showed to me through my TV screen or through my computer that they are over their heads. They have no idea what they're doing. The Lions, this Dan Campbell guy, him and his ankle biters are ready to come in and, and take over the NFL. Like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, he is just a meathead that get this, he gets this job to, to go into Motown and try to lead this organization. Uh, you, this is what happens when you hire Matt Patricia and, and think that he's the answer and you go three or four years, however long he was there. Like, you don't know what to do anymore after that. You see that that idiot, one of our uh, favorite coaches to make fun of of all time, the, the dumbass with the pencil behind his ear. Uh, and now he's gone, and you're like, oh, God, I don't know what to do now because I thought he was a genius. He came from New England. He's, he was under Belichick. I thought we were we got the next big thing, and that didn't work out at all. So now you go the other way, and you go with this Dan Campbell, and uh, the, the, he, he just seems to be a complete joke. Uh, Jared Goff lost his confidence with Sean McVay in L.A. Now he gets to piss off uh, former Chargers coach Anthony Lynn, who's the O.C. Uh, in Detroit under Dan Campbell. So that whole situation just has a, a lot of comedy implications. It looks like it's going to be something that you we, we might have to break out the Benny Hill a few times for the Lions this year because that's probably going to be just that comical. Um it, the, the, so being in a, a again with a online sports book, I, I got this a booklet mailed to me that I did not request uh, called Insider's Betting Digest. And I remember getting this book regularly when I was betting online back in the in the 2000s. Um, obviously, this is some mailing list that, that, that they get anyone who happens to be betting online and just decide to send them stuff in the mail, which is interesting. But um, so it's a booklet that, you know, it's got the, the charts, uh, the blank charts that you can fill in the point spreads for every game and the, the line movements and keep keep up with it like that if you really want to do that, which I don't have time to do all that. Um, and then they have a season preview, uh, which is not, you know, this this thing is like a pamphlet. It's not something, it's not like a big book that they send you. 
Uh, you, can, you can fit in your mailbox. It's that small. But they do have a, a little season preview for each team. And this is what uh, Insider's Betting Digest thinks of Dan Campbell. This is the kind of respect that they gave him. They called him Dan Bradley in the book. Dude, they can't even get your name right. You don't have any respect. You don't have any – there's – I don't have any respect. There's some people that think that this type of coach, you know, with the the meathead and we're going to grind and we're going to bite their ankles and we're going to do this. Some people think that's, like, the way to go. Like, there's too much coddling of the athletes these days that they need to go back to guys like Dan Campbell who are just, you know, muscle-bound meatheads trying to – I talked about this a little bit with Urban Meyer. You can't grind these guys down like that. This isn't a different era. This is a different world. These guys are professionals. They're millionaires. They want, they need a reason to respect you because if you don't give them a reason to, they're not going to. It's not the old days where you just walk in the room with the, the sweater that says coach across your chest and a whistle around your neck, and immediately you get respect. It doesn't work that way anymore. You have to actually earn these guys' respect, and guys like Urban Meyer and, and Dan Cal- I don't think they're, I don't think their heads are, are in the right place as far as trying to earn these guys' respect these days. So I, I'm going to laugh a lot at the Lions this year because they're probably just going to be really, really, really bad. Uh, the Bears are three on my list, and they is it's a real mystery because you don't know the quarterback situation. You don't know how long. Uh, Matt Nagy's going to stick with Andy Dalton, and eventually he's got to go to Justin Fields. You know it's going to happen. You just don't know when it's going to happen. So a bit of a toss-up there. You don't know how good Fields is going to be when he gets in there because, of course, his you know the problem with every Bears quarterback uh, in the last 10 years is who the hell are you throwing to? There's there's never been a a big amount of talent there. It's uh, you know Allen Robinson and some guys right now. Uh, Chicago's spread to make the playoffs. Uh, if you want to pick them to make it, it's a plus 225 bet. If you want to bet against them and short them, even though they made the playoffs last year, even though they shouldn't have, but that's another story. But if you want to say that they make it, that's a minus 275. So uh, certainly understandable. Um, but I'm on record. Done with Matt Nagy. Done with Ryan Pace, the general manager. Done with the, the both of them. Just whatever they do, they're 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 dead to me. You know they can stay around as long as as Virginia McCaskey wants to keep them around, but they're they're done as far as I'm concerned. They had their chance to prove that they knew what they were doing, and I don't think they know what they're doing. Still excited as fuck about Justin Fields. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna play the celebration right now uh, because the regular season's about to start. Celebrating was in the off season just to celebrate the fact that they they had the balls to move up and make that pick. So happy about that. But now the, the work begins, the season begins, and. Uh, even knowing he won't get in there before Halloween, uh, I'm still excited about Justin Fields. I, I'd say before Halloween. He might get in there earlier. Who knows? Uh, we, we really don't know. The future's bright, but just a big question mark. Just no idea how they're going to play that situation. And then on the other side of the ball, no Kyle Fuller at cornerback in the division with Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson and a new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. Uh, he better have some rabbits up his sleeve in order to keep that ship afloat. Uh, I, I don't have a firm date for Nagy to bench Andy Dalton. How do you know? How does anybody know what they're going to do? So you got the Bears three uh, just because the Lions are so terrible and just because they're clearly worse than the Vikings and the Packers. I have the Vikings number two. I do have the Vikings to win a wild card spot. Uh, and Kirk Cousins is trash. So it doesn't matter. Um, 
what I think about him, but he's still trash. Um, not just because of the vaccination situation, but because somebody said he's trash on, on social media. And it was this guy, Everson Griffin, who, oh, he's, he's a teammate again. Everson Griffin, the, the former Vikings defensive end, who is now back as a Vikings defensive end. But in between that time, when Everson was a cowboy last year and he thought he was through with the Vikings organization, he put it right out there on Twitter, arguing with the with a fan, I believe, that, yeah, you're, you're quarterback. Trash. Uh, we, we didn't want him. We don't like him. No one likes him. He's trash. And so now he's back with the team, Everson Griffin. I, I think that might be a subtle kind of sign about Kirk Cousins, about how the organization feels about Kirk Cousins. Because if you really – love your franchise quarterback, you don't bring back a player that said he was trash publicly like that. You don't do that. So I don't think they like Kirk Cousins very much either. Uh, so Gary Kubiak's son, Clint, takes over the uh, the offense. The offense is productive, but as we know, balancing more Dalvin Cook and less Kirk Cousins, that's the key, always has been the key. We'll see if they can get that figured out. Uh, a motivated Patrick Peterson at cornerback would be a huge upgrade. The former Cardinal comes in, but the defense really never recovered from what Jimmy G did to them in that playoff game. That was very, very embarrassing. Um, and yeah, I'm wondering if it's Mike Zimmer's farewell season, if they don't make this playoff run that I think they're going to make. And even if they do make it, but they fall short, get embarrassed again in the playoffs, that, that, that might be curtains for, for Zimmer. I'm not, calling it, but I'm, I definitely got my eye on him. That, that's a hot seat watch uh, for sure, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I was going to look up the uh, everyone's lines here. Minnesota season picks, yes to make the playoffs is a plus 115, no is a minus 140. Interesting. So, slight uh, favor to not make the playoffs. And then the Packers at number one for me, uh, the division winners. In uh, one more run, the, the, the Aaron Rodgers' last dance documentary that ESPN is going to be recording and filming. I'm not uh, saying that they're definitely going to do that, but I'm just saying this appears to be something like what the Bulls and uh, went through with Michael Jordan his last year. Everyone knows they're not going to be together after the season's over, but they're going to make one last run at it. The Packers, to make the playoffs, yes, is a minus 275. No is a plus 225. That actually seems like uh, some good money to me to lay down minus two seventy five for the Packers uh, to make. I, I don't think there's any question they're making the playoffs, especially with Aaron Rodgers this year uh, extra motivated again to to show that he's uh, that MVP season wasn't a fluke, to show that he's still got it, that he's ready to hit the the market next year or swing a trade, however that's going to work. Uh, that he, he's ready to go, he's ready to show that he's still the man and that the Packers are just a bunch of idiots. Clearly those uh, two entities don't like each other, the, the organization and the player, but they're going to get along. They're going to, the, you know, the, they're going to stay married for the kids for one more year and, and try to make one more run out of it. Um, it is what it, an unusual arrangement in order to get Rogers to not be football rather than play for you because your management of the team sucks so hard you have to basically promise him that he can leave after this season. I've never heard of anything like that. That is crazy. Um, he's going to need his left tackle, David Bakhtiari, healthy for the playoffs. Uh, he's still making his way back from getting hurt right before uh, their NFC title game last year. Uh, nothing's happening if Bakhtiari is not 100% by then. I said that they were going to eventually go down in the playoffs because they couldn't protect Aaron Rodgers. And it, it took a while, it took to the conference title game, but they did eventually go down and they'll go down again if they can't protect them. 
Uh, Joe Barry uh, drops in from the Rams at the new D.C. to try to figure out how to shore up the run D to give up four and a half yards per carry last year. That's a big problem for them. Uh, it would be 13 wins if they got there. It would be the third year in a row for 13 wins. So that's why I'd say, uh, yes, the playoffs minus 275. That seems to be a very sure bet for the Packers. So I definitely got the Packers number one. Uh, yeah, this one, kumbaya. <laughs> we are 100% kumbaya in this division. Uh, same as you, Packers, Vikings, Bears, and Lions. Uh, with one difference, I don't have enough wild card teams coming out of this okay. division. So I just have the Packers taking the North and uh, everybody else uh, watching football in uh, mid-January and uh, mid-February. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, the Packers are clearly they're the, they're the cream of the crop here. They, they brought them all. They brought everybody back. I mean, really, they brought back Rodgers. They brought they re-signed Aaron Jones despite my protests. I thought that was money that was better spent elsewhere. They brought him back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, just decided they're going to bring back Randall Cobb because he wants him back. Um, so he's going to slide in probably as their number three, number four receiver. But that's a stacked receiving core, and they added Amari Rodgers, the rookie. Uh, to that, they've got A.J. Dillon backing up Aaron Jones, and I think that's going to be – I don't think that's going to be um, more of Jones being the number one and Dillon being sort of the, the change of pace. I, I could see, especially with the gains that Dillon was making in the playoffs, I don't think that's going to quite be a 50-50 type committee, but I could see it 60-40. I could see Jones starting off a lot of games, and then you start to get into the second and third quarter, and then all of a sudden here comes Dillon, here comes the hammer. Uh, all of a sudden, he's just going to you know, take over a drive. Uh, the secondary was a huge problem for them. Uh, so they spent their first-round draft pick on a cornerback. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he eventually supplants uh, Kevin King, and that doesn't happen quick uh, after Kevin King pretty much crapped the bed. Don't know how he came back. You know, That's one of those that just jumped out at me like, really? You brought that guy back? Um, but – We'll see. Uh, they can get after the quarterback. We know that. Uh, they started doing it some in the uh, in the playoffs, and uh, you know they got the Smiths. So uh, yeah, the Packers are they're just they're they're the best team in that division. Uh, you know you're the best team in the division when the big splash that you made leading up to the uh, season starting was uh, you traded for a punter. <laughs> they they got rid of J.K. Scott, who was. Uh, I think 20 in the low 20s as far as his net last year, and they bring in who hit the guy from uh, the Rams, this uh, Bajorquez, who was the best punter in the league last year. I think I could be plus 20. That's nothing. So I can't punt at all. There you go. So it's how you know you're, you're tinkering around with a good team, and you, you said it. They've 13 uh, wins multiple seasons in a row. Uh, minutes away from possibly going to a Super Bowl, uh, a questionable uh, field goal call by the coach that probably drove the biggest wedge into the, you know, into Rodgers going into the off season. So it'll be interesting to see the, the chemistry. If there's anything that's going to do this team in, uh, other than injuries, it's going to be the animosity between player and coach. Especially if, if the player thinks that the coach is uh, an idiot. And uh, clearly, after that uh, call not to go for it on fourth down in the NFC Championship game and, and kicking the field goal, trying to get the ball back, and they never never really did. And uh, 
that sort of just broke the heart, I believe, of the quarterback. But he still came back. Despite everything that you thought, he still came back. Um, I have the Vikings number two. Uh, yeah, people don't like Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is a really good regular season quarterback. <laughs> he comes up small in the big moments, but, you know, there are small moments during a uh, now 17-game season. He's got a world-class running back. He's got great uh, receivers. And, and, and the defense, is, oh, yeah, they're good on the back end. They're a little long in the tooth up front. Um, so, yeah, they, 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 they feel like a 100 team to me. They really do. The Bears, oh, the Bears. I, I know I know you were really kicking yourself not being able to go higher than the Bears for third place. But <sighs> here, comes, here it comes. Andy Dalton was the obvious choice to start the season despite what I'm reading from all the blogs and I'm, and I'm sure all the, the, the pissed off bear fans, you know, I wouldn't start a rookie quarterback in this short preseason era and just throw him out there to the wolves. Andy, D, Andy Dalton needs to go out there and lose that job, especially in that town and that media market and that fan base, a fan base that doesn't know what to do if they got a good quarterback. Cause you know, they'll run anybody out of town who is, the top guy, even if he's good, even if he produces. So if Justin Fields uh, gets to come in on his uh, on the on the white horse and save the day, that's just the way it's going to have to happen, right? We so, want Caleb Haney. Oh man! So this way, Andy Dalton can go out and 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 you know, there's there's only two ways it goes. He's serviceable and he does uh, a Ryan Fitzpatrick impersonation and, and kind of limps along, and you get a few wins and. Uh, you know, it's a, it's good enough to start the season, but that team is definitely, like you said, they're downgraded on the defensive side of the ball. They don't really have a lot of weapons on offense. Matt Nagy's probably a dead man walking at the coach position. This is probably a lame duck season for Matt Nagy, who shouldn't be there to begin with, um, who pretty much lucked into keeping that job. Let let Fields come in. Let 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 Dalton lose the fan base, you know, and then let let Fields come in and then get a little fired. Maybe Matt Nagy thinks that's what it's going to take to kind of save his. See, see, it, it, I got the rookie in now. You got to keep me. I don't think it's going to be enough. And the Lions are a joke. So there you go. That's the NFC North. What a lovely detailed breakdown of the Detroit Lions. Um, how what what's the uh, how far are the Packers going to go to placate Aaron Rodgers? Are they going to trade a third round pick to get Jake Kumaro back for him? What you're just bringing guys back? I want him. Okay, we'll go get him. Like I've never seen, this is the most power that a player I think has ever exerted over his organization because they had no idea how to bring him back. Like it was looking for a while, not just like he was going to force a trade, but if he didn't get the trade, it was looking like he was going to quit and go try to host Jeopardy or something. It was yeah that 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 was the craziest all season. And all after all of that, he's back. Like I really really thought it was broken. I've never seen a player organization situation so broken like that but he came back anyway like i said they had to basically promise him that he can uh it's like the marriage where the wife comes back but you promise uh that you that she can go cheat around <laughs> and, and slut around like okay you're still married but you're not really married anymore, yeah you know? well here's and here's the weird thing you know if i'm rogers and i'm looking around and here's all the places that you can go right here are all the teams who are interested he's not a dumb guy because what you have to eventually look at and go is none of those teams are even close to being as good as the team I'm on. 
I mean, if it really is, where can I leave and go to and have the best chance to win, win a Super Bowl right off in the sunset? Uh, he's on that team. So that's, some, that's where the team had the leverage. So Rodgers can do the, the things he wants, and he can get the Packers to send a really, really, really low-round draft pick to, to Houston to, to get Randall Cobb, his buddy, back, and, and he can say all the things in the media and play all the games. But I, I think they both need each other. And I think that's why he's there again. Yeah. It's still very, very odd. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. It's very odd. And, the and season. you as a Bears fan, very frustrating because oh, you want oh. him gone. I thought he was so gone. I really did. All right. On to the NFC South. Uh, when you talk about these lines uh, for who's going to make the playoffs and who's not, Here's a situation where I think the value really stands out for Packers minus 275 because, fine, it's Tom Brady, it's Tampa Bay, it's Tampa Bay, it's the defending world champions, but it's not like this team, you know, won 13 games like the Packers did last year. They kind of, you know, rounded into form later as the season went on. They didn't look so hot the first half of the year. And yet after all of that, Tampa Bay minus 650 to make the playoffs this year. Compare that to the Packers minus 275. That's like a no-brainer, isn't it? Like you gotta if you're gonna put any money on a team to make it, uh, the Packers is certainly a, a, obviously a much 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 better value than the Buccaneers. And if you think Tampa's gonna fall apart, plus 475 to not make wow. the playoffs. Whew. If, if you get that right, you got all the bragging rights and you got the money and you deserve it if, if that actually comes through. But I do not have that. I have Tampa number one to win the division. Uh, uh, this is where Tom Brady and the Buccaneers uh, having that continuity and having that roster uh, fluidity where they basically didn't lose anybody. Like the, all 22 of the starting players from last year's championship team are all back. And in this era of free agency, I don't know if I've ever seen that. So uh, I don't think it's ever happened. Uh, basically, the whole squad you know, is, is back and intact the next year. You've you got to be scared of Tampa just because of that. No matter how old Brady is, obviously, you know, age doesn't seem to really bother him too much. And I say that knowing that he has shown signs of, of not being very effective. Like, again, again, that first half of the season last year with Tampa Bay, it was like, um, yeah, you don't look so hot. That that arm is not so strong. <laughs> those, and he's got some... those, three, those three picks in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did not look so hot. Uh, didn't look so hot against the Saints until the fourth quarter. Uh, but he, he put it together. But everyone's back. Uh, you you got to be afraid of them. Uh, you know, Brady didn't play his best until after Thanksgiving. How good can the defense get? They played unbelievable in the playoffs, uh, and they, they might get better. They might, they're not old at all, and they're all back, and they're all intact. They might actually even be better. Arians and Brady, they sort of outbreeze breeze when you think about it. Like, they had the, the veteran quarterback and the veteran coach, the genius offensive coach combination thing, that uh, Brady and, and Sean Payton or Breeze and Sean Payton put together and, and won a championship. And then here comes, you know, Bruce Arians and, and Tom Brady teaming up and they do it on their first try. The first year that they're together, they go all the way and, and win the title. Very impressive. Very, very impressive run. Uh, can they follow it up with, with all the, the expectations on them this year? I, 
think they had the uh, the joy of not having too high an expectation last year, and they were able to sort of grow into each other. Uh, it, it seemed like they were fighting uh, each other. Like Arians would sort of air out Brady a little bit after some games. Like, you know, this guy might be a legend, but I still don't know what the hell he's doing, that type of thing. And, you know, Arians can be uh, abrasive. Brady, of course, is set in ways. Um, but they, they they found a way. They melded together eventually. Um, and, and went all the way. So uh, it, it, it's it's fun to watch when, you know, two headstrong guys like that, because, you know, uh, privately, they're probably peeling the, the pain in the locker room going at each other. But at the end of the day, they settle in and, and they're on the same page when it's, when it's all said and done. They didn't lose either one of their coordinators either. Everyone's back to the party. No reason not to pick Tampa at number one in this division, especially when you look at the other three teams in this division, the Saints, and the Falcons and the Car- and the Carolina Panthers, um, the Saints. Uh, I talked about this a little bit before the season began. Uh, obviously, you got to look at them taking a step back with Drew Brees retiring, and now Jameis Winston takes over. But I don't have them taking too far of a step back because my third wild card team for wild thing Jameis Winston. I got the Saints still making the playoffs. My number two team in the NFC South. Uh, and Jameis might be a revelation, or he might not, because I drafted him in fantasy. So maybe he's – I, I might have put the jinx on him. I apologize. Oh, do he's done. Sorry. Uh, but, but Sean Payton now gets to team up with a former top draft pick with a bigger arm than Drew Brees. And whatever you think of Jameis, you have to admit that that could be a magic connection. That That really could be something that Sean gets to finally bring out some – parts of the playbook, some deeper ball stuff that he didn't have a chance to bring out the last three or four or five years as Drew Brees' body slowly uh, disintegrated before our eyes. Um, so this might open up uh, some, some other parts of, of Sean Payton's brain uh, and some other parts of the field. Um, of course, they won't have Michael Thomas uh, to begin the year that he's beat up, but he could have taken that, taken care of that uh, a lot earlier than, than he did. So there's definitely some controversy there that, that, player uh, organization relationship isn't very good either. I don't know if it's on the Aaron Rodgers Packers level, but uh, clearly there's some dissension there. So I'm not saying that they're going to be great or, you know, 11 wins or something like that, but I, I, I think I got them sneaking in as a, as a third wild card team. Uh, that coaching staff has been in place for years. They're, they're, they're veteran. They, they know what they want to do. They got their game plans. Uh, and I think that counts for a lot. Uh, especially here in this era of COVID where there's so many, so many moving parts, so many more players uh, and coaches that are in and out and uh, got to sit out for two weeks if you got COVID and got to you know, miss this time because you're a close contact. I think it's even more important to, to look at those veteran teams, those teams that have coaches and players that have been in the same system for a long time and they don't have to really uh, do that much when the season starts as far as, as far as figuring out who's where, who's on the field, who's, in what position, uh, you know, to sit there and watch and, and learn last year. So he gets to, to slide right in and, and do what he can do. And you don't have to rely on Taysom Hill trying to go out there and, and pretend quarterback and, and win games that way. So that's a good thing. I, you know, as, Sean, as much as Sean Payton's got a big ego and wants to prove that he can be a genius and win with anybody, I think he knew better. I think he knew that you got to go – in this spot with Jameis Winston over Taysom Hill as your, as your quarterback. He'll still have Taysom to, to throw out there for some trick plays and whatnot. So they'll, they'll still have some creativity as far as that goes. 
Um, so they can overcome Breeze. They can overcome Hurricane Ida. They can overcome anything down there in New Orleans because they, they've still got uh, the, the bones in place for a, a good foundation. Uh, the Falcons do not have the bones in place for a good foundation. I have them third in this division. I wish Julio could have stayed because he really shouldn't play anywhere else. This is like uh, him going to the Titans. Is, I'm, I'm glad to have him as a Titans fan, but he, he really left Atlanta. I think that's that's a, another sad situation as far as organization and player, like uh, the, the rift that came there that Julio basically felt disrespected, that it took so long to get a new deal and, uh, that kind of started the rift and eventually winds up with him going and moving on to Tennessee. I, I'm sad to see him gone from there. Um, but I don't think Matty Ice will be short on explosive plays because Calvin Ridley has developed uh, into uh, number one. So he's going to take over Julio's spot, basically. Uh, he's the truth. I'm a big fan of his. And Kyle Pitts, the rookie tight end, might be a beast. Uh, but, oh, my God, that pass defense. Woo. That's uh, that's going to be their downfall for sure, especially playing against uh, the Saints and the, and the Buccaneers. And then Carolina is fourth for me. The Panthers and Sam Darnold, they'll try to figure things out. Uh, that whole organization, uh, Matt Rule's got the, the college all-star admin there. He's got the, the college offensive coordinator. He's got the college defensive coordinator. He's a college coach. Like That, that only goes so far. Uh, didn't look so hot last year, 5-11. and 11. Of course, Christian McCaffrey getting hurt has a big – part to do with that. So he's back. Um, he's available for all 17. I almost said all 16. Uh, but if he's available for all 17, that's a big weapon. But otherwise, it, there's not much there in, in Carolina. So I, I, I got them finishing last in that division. Oh, okay. Al- almost kumbaya in this division. So uh, we're, we're really close on this one. So I'm going to go ahead and start at the top uh, and go in order here. I've got it. Bucks, Saints, Panthers. And then Falcons. Mm. So that, we're only we're only different at the bottom. And uh, I like you have the Saints in the playoffs. So I, I've got okay. uh, I've got wild thing. Um, I, I believe I, I believe in the 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 power of the LASIK. I, I believe that Sean Payton is getting a guy who what two seasons ago threw for fifty one hundred yards. I mean, everybody wants to pile up on the thirty picks, right? Mm-hmm. But it was still in that Bruce Arians offense a boatload of touchdowns, tons of dynamic plays, and a lot of plays that just made you slap your house off in the head and go, "What? What on earth were you doing?" But <laughs> re- really, uh, but he threw for fifty-one hundred yards. So the, the the arm talent is there. Uh, he, he clearly can play the quarterback position, and uh, he goes from one offensive guru to another, and now he can see. <laughs> He can see clearly now. The rain right. is gone. So, uh, well, Tampa at the top, yeah, yeah. Like you said, they brought the they brought the band back together. The only thing you fear you fear for in a situation like this is kind of what we saw last year with the Chiefs. How bored are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to be? And yeah, I know Tom Brady is the ultimate competitor. Blah 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 blah. Right, but he's a Holy. guy. He's one guy. And like you said, it took this team it took this team quite a while last year to really gel. They they were pretty they were good but not great and they had some very mediocre showings. Uh they had some, you know, they had some games that they pulled out of the fire like good teams do. Uh, they 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 caught some some breaks in the playoffs, right? They they uh they had some some tough efforts. 
you know, some bad efforts that they still ended up winning the game. You know, they kind of had a middling game against uh, Washington. They they didn't look great for two and a half quarters against the Saints. And uh, their defense then took over and won the NFC Championship in the Super Bowl. They didn't really need too much out of Tom Brady uh, for those two games. We'll see if uh, everybody coming back and, and one more year. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it is pretty much you take the team from the Super Bowl, it's the same team. It's, it's the 22, and you don't see that. You are correct. So we'll see how that translates into success for this year, but I think that's good enough for them to to come out on top in that division. I talked about the Saints. I've got Carolina sliding into that number uh, three spot, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see we'll see what Ghost Boy can do, right? We'll see. You know, he's got he's got a uh, you know ultra talented running back in Christian McCaffrey. He can run. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, Darnold gets reunited with his best receiver from his Jets days in Robbie Anderson. Uh, probably about the only guy he had a connection with in his time with the Jets. Uh, it's a better offensive line than he had with the Jets, so maybe he won't be seeing those ghosts. So that that should be a, an improvement for Darnold getting just, just getting that fresh start, right? How many of these young, highly drafted quarterbacks never really get that second chance, right? They just, they flame out and that's it. You never really hear from them again. They're a backup somewhere and then they're out of the league or they're just out of the league because they're trash. So Sam Darnold gets another chance, but the, the talent has been there in flashes with Darnold. So I'll be interested to see if, uh, if they can catch anything like catch some lightning in a bottle with this guy and go from there. And you got PJ Walker, unbeatable PJ Walker right behind him in the wings. If he goes down, he's the man, he's the man. So, you know, it'll be uh, that'll be an interesting season for the Panthers. I've got Atlanta now this year. You know, I, I said that the Cardinals have upgraded from fun, bad to just fun. The Falcons are going to be my fun, bad team this year. <laughs> the Falcons are going to lose some games. 38, 34, a lot. Yeah, I mean, this is that much offensive talent, even losing Julio Jones. (laughs) And they just, they go out and they get uh, the highest drafted tight end ever. Uh, So you're going to have Hayden Hurst and Kyle Pitts, I'm sure probably both out in formation quite often. They get, they they have Mike Davis. Uh, They signed Wayne Gallman, who who was not a great player, but a great backup type running back. And uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, jumping up into that number one spot. Um, but, you know, you, not only did you talk about their, their terrible back end, they also refused to rush the passer. <laughs> so quite a combination. That's not what you really want to see. So it's it's okay. you can have one and not the other and generally survive, right? You can, you can not get a ton of pressure and just be superior on the back end and you can hold up, right? You can be the Titans or mm-hmm. you could, just get a ton of pressure, then your secondary doesn't even matter. Those guys can all be trash. You've just got, you know, you're giving the quarterback a second and a half or two seconds to throw the ball, and you can oh. overcome. No, Atlanta's got neither. <laughs> so, going to be a long season for them. Uh, they're probably drafting Matt Ryan's replacement after this season. Everybody thought they were going to be the team at four, or I'm sorry, at eight, um, that was going to jump up. I believe they were originally drafting at four. And that was where they took uh, that was where they took Pitts. So yeah. I'm sorry, it wasn't at eight; it was at four. That uh, they thought that at four they were going to be the team that was going to jump up and take Justin Fields. 
I, I wasn't on board with them drafting a quarterback this year because I think Matt Ryan still has some good football left in him. Uh, but I'm okay with them doing it next year because they'll probably be drafting pretty close to that again. All right. Uh, I was uh, looking at the odds for the division. The Saints are pretty close to even. I didn't think yeah. that – I thought we were going to be – Nobody's nobody's given Jameis Winston any love. We are. No, I thought they were going to uh, have them worse because oh, of Drew Oh, okay, Reeves maybe they are giving them some love. Right. I thought you and I were going to be the only ones putting them anywhere near the playoffs, actually, but that's not the case. The Saints are actually plus 110 to make the playoffs and, and only minus 130 uh, to not ah, make the playoffs. That's I was, pretty uh, close to even money, yeah. I was a little surprised by that. And then uh, between the Falcons and the Panthers, uh, there's no you know reason to care about it, but I just wanted to see what the odds were to compare because since you got the Falcons on the bottom and I got the Panthers on the bottom to see what the actual uh, betting odds say about that, which one do they have finishing worse? So the Falcons are plus 225 to make the playoffs and no is minus 275, whereas the Panthers are plus 240 to make the playoffs and minus 300. So by a very slight margin, they have the Panthers uh, as the, the the worser of the But the odds makers have made it known they both stink. Yes, that, that is okay. correct. All right. So if all so we're fighting to... on in that division is the order of three and four, then I think yeah. we're okay. Our geniusness yeah. is intact. And so on to our favorite division to talk about, the NFC East. Uh, Everyone the loves for to talk about the NFC East. Yes, of uh, course. No. Or, or the worst for, for last. Well, we got we got 12 minutes to do it. Uh, it as always. Uh, so I'll go bottom to top here. I'll start with uh, the G-Men at four for me. Uh, the reports indicate that Saquon Barkley may never quite be the, the same. He might not be the every down bell cow that he was supposed to be before his knee got torn up really bad last year. I think that was in Chicago, as a matter of fact. Um, so already things are looking bleak for the G-men. Jason Garrick uh, get Danny Dimes and Colt McCoy to a 6.5-yard average mark last year and uh, with no protection. That might drop. They might, it might even be worse this year than, than last. So I got the Giants on the bottom of that division. I kind of like – uh, Jalen Hurts. I, I, I think he showed some playmaking ability. I think he showed some poise. However, I, I got him three. I got the Eagles number three in this division. They got this is the third coach that I think uh, the the third new coach that got hired in the off season that I think just showed me that he, he's not ready for for this job. Like Nick Sirianni had like I don't even remember the specifics, but his opener press conference his, when he got hired. Uh, it was just the most mealy mouth, uh, non-confident. It was the opposite of Dan Campbell being uh, ultra, uber, super confident. We're going to bite ankles. Sirianni was like, well, you know, we're going to try, uh, be, you know, try to be competitive. He, he just sounded like he didn't really have the confidence that you be an NFL head coach. He, he struck me as someone who's uh, over his head as far as his job. He got uh, – just gave off the, this wimpy vibe, just out of his element. Uh, I think I've never seen a presser that, like, where a guy just did not seem to be uh, in his in the job at all. Like, he didn't seem to be uh, somebody that should be uh, – and it's unfair to judge him on that, but, God, he looked so unprepared to, to take that, that gig, just like Urban Meyer, just like Dan Campbell. So I'm, 
Uh, big thumbs down on, on all three of those teams. I did like what I saw from Hurts, but he still had moments that were too big for him. Uh, that Devontae Smith guy is at the new wide receiver. They definitely need some help there. Didn't you tell me he was pretty good? I heard I heard he's all right. Yeah, not not bad. Uh, see, Giants. Look, my the, the app, the screen keeps locking, so that's why every time I swipe on it. But uh, but I, I, other than that, I think I've figured this app out. So Giants plus two twenty five the playoffs and minus two seventy five not to make the playoffs. I think that's a that's a pretty good bet for minus two seventy five. I don't think that's too uh, too far off the mark. The the only problem there is anyone in the NFC East can possibly make it because again you might only need seven or eight wins to to actually win the division. <laughs> so that that's the problem with that. And then Philadelphia's odds are plus two seventy five to make the playoffs, minus three fifty not to make the playoffs. That's actually worse odds Ooh, than the Giants. Yeah, that's a little surprising to me. Uh, Dallas, of course. Is going to have the odds to uh, to, to be. I, I assume they're going to be the odds-on possibly favorite to make it. Yeah, minus one twenty-five to make the playoffs and plus one hundred five to make it. So I think that probably makes them the favorite. And then Washington plus one forty-five to once again make the playoffs. Minus one seventy-five if you got them to not make it. So uh, by the uh, by those odds, people, the, the the football team. Uh, the the potato skins will take a step back and the Cowboys will step up with Dak Prescott coming back for them. I got the Cowboys number two and staying down below the uh, the football team. Dallas, the two big-ass question marks, is Dak back from that ankle and is the O-line healthy? Because that O-line is all the difference for that offense, blocking for Zeke Elliott and also protecting Dak Prescott. I think we've seen over the last few years, they used to have by far – by the naked eye and also by the metrics, the best offensive line in football. And that's just not the case anymore. No, that's um, the Colts now. So if you don't, if you're not able to block for, for Zeke and you're not able to protect Dak, um, I think that's why I have the Cowboys taking uh, a step back and, and not being able to recover and, and be as, as great as people think they're going to be with Dak coming back. Um, it, it doesn't look good early as far as those old lines. They got injuries. They got COVID issues. Zach Martin. Their all-pro guard is not going to play in the opener tomorrow night because he's got the goop. Um, on the positive, nothing but rave reviews in camp for that rookie linebacker, Micah Parsons. So that's something good for them. But, of course, the big question there, is he as great a man as Sean Lee? Because if he's oh. not, then there's nothing yeah. you can do about that. This, and that, is that an NBC game tomorrow? Oh, I believe it is. Oh, uh, How far? Do we get into that game before we have to hear them talking about Sean Lee? Oh, I'm sure it's not going to be very far. I'm sure the first time they talk about Micah Parsons, they'll bring up Sean Lee right with them. (sighs) How much will they miss Sean Lee? They'll cut to him in the stands. Right. There's Sean Lee up in the booth. Oh. Oh, Probably sitting right next to Jerry. Uh, Yeah, the Cowboys got gashed versus the run last year, so Parsons will immediately help that along with – uh, with Quinn, uh, they 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 need that help defensively, and then Washington at number one for me in the NFC East uh, to repeat and win the division again. Chico Rivera leading a hungry defense that that just killed the undefeated season of the Steelers. Uh, sorry, Bryce, trying to bring that up again. Um, and just grinded their way to a division title, and now they add Fitzmagic at quarterback. Probably their biggest question mark last year was the. You know the the circus at quarterback and the revolving door, 
and now they got Fitz Magic in there to to lend some stability. Uh, so they'll at least be fun. Uh, I don't know how great they'll be, but I think they'll be good enough to win this division. Uh, that passing attack last year was just sickly. So uh, Fitzmagic will at least bring some some long balls and some fun to that position. Um, I think they can definitely win the NFC least again um, if Fitzmagic can find some weapons to assist uh, Terry McLaurin, who is a, an established professional receiver there. And, of course, that defense and, and Dung and, and Montez Sweat uh, getting after quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I, I actually got Washington to repeat in the East. Wow. We are not anywhere <laughs> close to Kumbaya in this division. I'll I'll go down the order here. Uh, this will probably be we saved the best for last as far as us disagreeing. Um, I'm going Cowboys, Giants, Potato Skins, Ooh. and Eagles. Um, and in Miracle of Miracles, I got the Tryhards in the playoffs this year. Mm. The Gi- I mean, I've got the G-Men. I've got the Giants. It's, it's Again, it's a bad division. It's a bad conference. No. You you could have a, one of those, you know, you're going to have that team that's 8-9 and nine or 9-8 nine and eight that, that might have a chance. I mean, they might win the division, but you, you're going to have a team that's going to sneak in that you didn't think has any business being there. We saw the Bears do it, right? We saw the Bills do it a few years ago. Uh, this year I've got the, the G-Men doing it. I, I think Dak will be fine. He's first of all, it's a leg. It, it's not an arm. It's not a shoulder. He's going to still be able to throw the football. We've seen quarterbacks, even if they lose a little bit of their mobility. I mean, we watched Aaron Rodgers play MVP caliber football on uh, one leg. So, with the rules of the NFL, pointing the other way. Though, right? <laughs> no, no, and it was a shattered ankle, and he's got the best. He's got the best health care of anybody I know helping him get back from that. And they, they you know, they, they, they say he's back. I'm going to, I'm going to believe he's back. They gave him the bag. Would you, well, you wouldn't have given that guy $40 million a year. If you didn't think he was going to come back, you weren't going to give him like pity money. Um, so I, I think it, with a healthy Dak Prescott with improvements, any improvements to that defense, you know, I will say one thing about Dan Quinn, those guys will be fast, but yeah, Mike, that, that, that's the only thing that gives me any pauses. You got Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn on the same coaching staff. Ooh boy. <laughs> it's going to be, if it, if this team does flame out, it's going to be fun. Nobody's going to have more fun watching that than me, but I think on paper, I think they're the most talented teams top to bottom in the division. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Saquon Barkley might not be back, but the New York Giants, he might not ever be back to 100%, but uh, I'll take 80% of Saquon Barkley. Just just the addition of getting him back and what he can do in the passing game. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, the, taking a 70, oh, okay, maybe those 75-yard, uh, you know, checkdowns become 60-yard checkdowns, that, that's, that's fine with me. So... I think the Giants are going to be that team. They're going to play an easy schedule. They were terrible last year. You know, we'll see what Daniel Jones getting his running back back. He's got a, he's got loads of weapons. You know, he's got they took Kenny Galladay away from Detroit. They got Sterling Shepard. He's got Evan Ingram. That that's not a bad offense. That might be the second best offense in that division. Uh, the football team, you know, where they clearly you said it. They needed a quarterback. Their answer fits magic. That's why I have them in third place because they, there was a they could have gone and they could have made a move. They could have they could have made a splash. And uh, I don't know if this is another one of these. We got this defensive minded head coach and they just really don't want to put the investment into the offense. 
when there was clearly a glaring need there, and the best you can do is the journeyman Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's going to, you know, we know what he'll do, right? You turn over Bernie Sanders, he'll have some of those great games, and then he'll have those those games. You go, oh, oh, Ryan, what are you doing? And, and only Taylor Heideke behind him to save him. And, uh, yeah, the Eagles, uh, they don't really give me a whole lot of confidence. Jalen Hurts was nice, you know, but – that's a, that's about it. You know, he's going to – he still feels like a rookie to me. He he came in and he made the splash for them and uh, almost, almost got them to the playoffs other than some questionable decisions by Doug Peterson in that last game of the year, taking him out. Um, but there's just something – there's just something about that Eagles team to me that just kind of screams last place. So we got to make a pick. We got 90 seconds to do it. We do. Uh did you want to give our uh, your NFC champion and Super Bowl picks first before we make our pick, or do you want to just get the pick in? Uh, my NFC uh, title game, I have the Bucks over the Rams, and then for the Super Bowl, and you'll see my why I did this. I'm taking Tampa to repeat over the Bills because mm-hmm. I'm stopping this shit right <laughs> now. <laughs> I like it. Just. Cut that Tom Brady crap out right now. I like that. I'm picking it so that <laughs> I'm ending it right now. I, I got you. I understand. Uh, I don't know who my title game would be. Uh, maybe uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, to make it um, against the uh, L.A. Rams. But I, I, I like the, the marriage. I like McVay and Stafford. I got the L.A. Rams to win the NFC, to go to the Super Bowl, and eventually lose to Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I got okay. the Chiefs back in the saddle on top. Wow. All right. Well, I, so I, that not, means that we both have the Rams in the conference championship, even though I have them as a wild card and you have them as a division winner. Yep. Uh, so not 90 seconds, but more like 30 to make our first pick of the season. Or 10 seconds. Dallas. Let's at least let's uh, get it on the record, and then we'll just talk about it in the after show. Dallas plus eight at the you got. Cowboys. I got the Bucks. All right. And there you go. Head to head. Game one. <laughs> That's right. No locks. <laughs> no locks. But right off the bat against each other in the first game tomorrow night. Real football coming back. And we'll have more on our after show when we come back. Now into our VIP after show program. Once again, I want to thank Robbero for our new theme song entitled Spheres. Uh, is it growing on you yet with the with the little uh, stream? Only been two the, days. Uh, okay. Well, well, I like it. The snake uh, charmer. Yeah. I like our I like our <laughs> snake charmer music this year. So yeah, I'm uh, thinking that the Buccaneers are going to come out and and beat the Cowboys up a little bit. Uh, I talked about Zach Martin not being red guard uh just illustrating the uh, the issues that why the cowboys have looked uh, a little less impressive each year the last few years as their o-line breaks down as uh zeke elliott's numbers break down he looks a little less impressive and again that first game coming off of that bad ankle uh 
maybe some Dak time in store. Maybe he'll uh, get it going by the second half. He'll need that time to, to loosen up his surgically repaired ankle. But, yeah, it, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think Tampa's going to uh, put a spanking on him and, and beat him by a, a few possessions. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. I'm, t- I'm not taking them to win, but I'm keeping them. I'm taking them to keep that to a one-score game. Uh, usually, when you have these these top teams, this is when you get them right. Right now, week one, you haven't had a lot of preseason. You have not everybody has gelled. Yeah, they brought everybody back, but how much of these guys actually played together since the Super Bowl? Probably not that much. So I think if you can sneak something in or catch a guy in the wrong spot, you can, you know, I think you can do it. You can always, you can always find a way to come up with something against these top teams in week one. Sometimes these teams, they come out flat and then they got to come back and then they, you know, they still win the game. They win by three or four points. Or they kick the last second field goal. Or they get that late score to put things away. Um, but yeah, Dak time is always there. So you should definitely be afraid if it's, uh, you know, 20 to three at halftime. So the, <laughs> the, the more, the more that the, uh, the bucks can get up early in this game should actually make you scared because then, you know, that garbage time touchdown from Dak is probably going to be coming and, and he's going to have to throw for 400 yards, but he's going to throw for 240 of it in the fourth quarter. Uh, he may well do that, but there's, just a couple of factors against uh, that happening as far as I'm concerned. One is the first game back that gruesome injury. And the second is, okay, go and do that to the Buccaneers defense. Go in and put up 400 yards in the second half against that D. I, I dare you. Go ahead. I want to see him do that. It's a new season. Last season's over. Yeah, but all those guys are back again. It's, yeah. I, I probably should be picking Tampa to repeat as, as Super Bowl champs because everyone is back. The team that you should that have run is back. I, I wish you would have because then it was guaranteed not to happen. <laughs> right. It, it made too much sense. That's why I couldn't do it because it's it just that's why I did. That's why I did it because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to pick the Packers. I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm going to try to be the smartest guy in the room. And then God, you know, and it's like, damn it. Oh God, there's Brady. So I'm doing the, if you can't beat him, join him <laughs> thing this year. I mean, nothing would. So, so I, I make that pick with the full understanding that I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I would much rather have the bills to, to win the Super Bowl or the Packers to go, but you know, to go back, I, I would much rather have a bills Packers Super Bowl than uh, bills and bucks, uh, you know, but we'll see. It's a long season. You know, we, we could be looking at the end of the, you know, first quarter tomorrow and Tampa could lose two of their defensive starters <laughs> and all, you know, or all kinds of craziness is afoot because it's a new season. And uh, that's, that's the beauty of it. Right. Yeah. As I said last night, anyone taking these season predictions that seriously is crazy because you have no fucking idea What's yep. going to happen once those games kick off? There's so many of these teams are going to look completely different in January than they look right now because of injuries and, and because of COVID, because of so many different situations that, you know, we're, we're just picking it up for fun. We're just yep. having fun shooting the shit. That's, that's, you know, three hot hours of football talk between last night and tonight, just getting lubed up and ready for, for real football to start. So it's just good to talk about football again. So the, uh, the word is that you – so are you still anticipating not being here for week two? Yep. Here's our uh, schedule set up for the next couple of weeks. 
We're coming back on Saturday night, unless you had uh, something going on and wanted to change our first, uh, our, our week one show. Um, we'll be back Saturday night at 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern yes. for uh, our, our one-hour football party just to make all the picks for week one and talk about, of course, the, uh, the Thursday nighter. And uh, so then week two is going to be a special event. It's going to be uh, Jay and the Cute Factors because I'm going to be in Cancun, baby. Yes, I'm still yeah. uh, planning to make it out, make it down there. We got hurricane season. We got the, you know, I'm looking at the forecast for Cancun and I see nothing but rain every single day. So uh, we're, we're going to be uh, apparently in those resorts and not doing too much of anything else. But yeah, I'm still planning to, to make that trip. Uh, me and the wife are going to be in Cancun starting next Tuesday and going all the way through uh, to next uh, Sunday. So uh, or to the Sunday after that, I should say. So yeah, week two, I'm not going to be around. It's going to be you and the, and the cute factors and I'll be doing my uh, research and sending you my picks uh, before the show uh, that, that Saturday night. And, uh, but it's, but I'm not going to be there. I don't, I'm, I threatened to call in, but I don't think I'm even going to do that. I no. think it's just going to be. Don't, uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. it. Yeah. Don't do <laughs> it. Yeah. Just just email me or text me your picks, um, mm-hmm. and they will get read live on air uh, Saturday the 18th. Uh, might be a little earlier show. I don't think I'm keeping the kids up till 9 uh, okay. to do that show. So that'll be, a, that'll be a probably like an 8 p.m. show, probably. Uh, just enough for me to ha- have some silliness, uh, get my picks in. Uh, the, the kids, uh, I think, are probably going to want to offer up some picks uh, or make fun of yours. So <laughs> that's your wife's job to, to make fun of all the, my picks well, and, <laughs> and to be you in fantasy, fantasy teams. Yes, that's right. No, I got to get no Trin. You know, Trin will be ten this next year coming up. She's old enough to have a fantasy team. So then you could have the. Uh, disgrace of losing to my daughter in fantasy football that's gonna that's gonna happen that's guaranteed to happen <laughs> no doubt about it uh so yeah that'll be yeah. fun but then you're but then you'll be back for our regularly scheduled uh football party uh i'm assuming you'll also be tweeting out your thursday night pick for thursday the 16th as usual yeah, I'll have to remember to to, to do that. Yeah, all the the things that's going on with all the with all the traveling yeah. you got going on, there will be a Thursday night game that week too. Sure will. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll hopefully remember. You might have to remind me, but yeah. Well, your your reminder will be uh, when you see my pick. But I'll, I'll text you. I'll text yeah. you. But yeah, we have uh, we have a great game, uh, Giants and uh, football team. That's our Thursday night game. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, for week I, two. I, I think I know what my pick will be for that uh, already now, so you don't have to really have <laughs> too much mystery. No, it's okay. We You never know what could happen between now and then. And this is true. Yeah, if Fitzmagic goes down in week one, then no, I won't know who I'll, who I'll pick in that game. <laughs> I don't even know who the Washington uh, backup would be now. Uh, you you it's said still that the that great kid is still Tyler Heineke. Yeah. Uh, wait, is it Tyler or Taylor? Not, Taylor. I'm going to call them both no. all year. <laughs> and then his backup is uh, Random Allen. One of the Random Allens oh. is his backup. It's Kyle <laughs> Allen. Okay. Oh, God. The the Random Allens have 
floated around <laughs> everywhere last year. Uh, Good to know that was they're that, still around. Was last year our first year of the uh, of the random Allen moniker? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, yeah, we went down the whole list of every quarterback in the in the league, and it was like. Yeah, that's a random Allen. That's a random Allen. Even yeah. if, even if their name's not Allen, like Colton is a random Allen because so, yeah. he's yeah. just a guy. So uh, Kyle Allen, the third stringer, is an actual random Allen. Yes, a legit random Allen by name. Absolutely. Oh, that well, might that be the worst quarterback depth chart in football. <laughs> Wait, that is man, why I have the Fitzpatrick, Heineke, and random Allen. Are you challenging me to get the depth chart out before we, we leave here and, and find a worse depth chart uh, of quarterbacks? Cause that's, that, that's not good, I admit, but the worst in the in entire league? I would put that one up against – I'm looking at the different teams. and Who are the yes. Jets' backups? Uh, I don't even Jets know got who the Mike – I don't know who Mike White is, but they oh, got either. the kid, so they got the hope. They got they got the they got the number two draft pick. Okay, they got the hope, but is it going to be better than Fitz Magic this year? Because I don't know if that's guaranteed. Uh, I I just think I mean, that's a that's, that's an awful not. depth chart. Just saying, that's an awful depth chart. <laughs> that's the best All thing right. to come up with. So not the the starters. I'm just looking at the backup to see who's Detroit's uh, the worst. Detroit's close with Jared Goff and David Blau. <laughs> uh, that that's close. Bad. Uh, that's pretty bad too. I, I just worry about Fitz Magic, and I say that because we know what he is, right? You know exactly yeah. what you're going to get. You're going to get like schizophrenic quarterback play. <laughs> but I'll take that over like. Look, Andy Dalton is – we know what he is, too, and I don't think you're going to get anything close to what Fitzmagic is going to give you. Fitzmagic actually goes for it. That's why he's uh, turnover Bernie Sanders because he goes for it too much. <laughs> but true. at least he goes for it. Andy Dalton's not going to even go for it. He's going to be bad, and he's not going to be productive. So that's why I, I guess I have more esteem for Fitzmagic than, than you do because, I yes, we know what he is. We know he can uh, give the, the ball and the game away to anybody at any time, but he also can make things happen. He actually tries to make things happen out there on the football field, and I, and I respect that. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. The, the Bears have a better quarterback depth chart than the Potato Skins do. Dalton Fields and Foles, uh, that's, I take that. I would take those three over those three. Uh, I mean, I, I think Justin Fields has a, a very high ceiling, obviously. Dalton, I don't think, is very good, and Foles is trash. So, I don't know. <laughs> I struck a nerve with you. I, I, I denigrated Fitzpatrick. Yeah, you're making me defend him like I'm his biggest fan or something, which I'm not. But, God, he's better than some of these that other was my, losers. That was my mission. <laughs> Hot take. Uh, I have a new show on ESPN. I'm going to call it Bad Take. Obviously, Denver with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke are sitting there going, God, I hope we can trade Aaron Rodgers next year because we can't go very far with these guys. Uh, so so that's not very very good either. I don't know if, if Bridgewater is going to be better than, than Fitzmagic this year. He probably will, but I don't think it's a guarantee. Yeah, that's that's one of those – that's another one of those teams. Denver is a lot like Washington to me. Another one of those – 
defensive-minded head coach team. This, this is not a league for defensive-minded head coaches anymore. And that is why I feel so bad for these teams like the Broncos and the Dolphins and the, the Potato Skins. Did you see where they, uh, speaking of the Dolphins, that uh, Brian Flores had to call a team meeting just to announce to the team that Tua really is their quarterback? <laughs> no, I missed that. Really? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that happened. Today, well, I believe they called a team meeting just to announce that, that he, he he's really their guy. I mean, if they were able to trade for Deshaun Watson, they'd call a team meeting and say Deshaun Watson is our guy. So they're they're only he's doing that not because our they guy. <laughs> they're only doing that because they couldn't acquire Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah. And speaking of Deshaun Watson, I think the Houston Texans by default has to have the worst quarterback depth chart because they're deactivating Deshaun Watson every week, which means they're going into battle <laughs> on purpose with Tyrod Taylor and someone named Davis Mills as his backup. So uh, by, by default, that has to be number one. That might be. Um, that That's a good choice. Um, unless we're playing Madden, because if you're playing Madden, Madden don't care if you're rapey. Madden don't give a damn what you do off the field. So, you, so, you got so your numbers, you, if, you go in there right. and you do whatever you can do. If you're, if you're playing Madden with the Texans, you, st- you still got Deshaun Watson. So if you were the video game developer and you were making uh, Madden 22 with commissioner mode, uh, what kind of <laughs> features would you be putting into that game? I, I've actually uh, – I, I believe – I actually wrote a very early in the blog days uh, a post about improving uh, video games and sports by introducing more realism. Oh, and introducing suspensions? So, yeah, PEDs and uh, <laughs> DUIs and oh, you know, wow. domestic violence. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know, why don't they have it like when you do, uh, you know, like, your play your own career levels like a road to the show type thing, you know, Hey, who's to say that you don't have a fake Dominican cousin. Oh, and you get offered (laughs) something by a player, you know, or so. Yeah. You should have, you should have more of these real life choices, you know, pull a Nick Aiden hard and get obliterated by a DUI. That's right. All of a sudden it cuts to like a cut scene and then it gives you the choice. Like your girlfriend just mouths off to you. What do you do? Hey, press X, quietly walk away, press circle, smack that bitch up. <laughs> you know, triangle, punch her in the elevator. Oh, knock her the fuck out. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then you get to play your career, you know, but obviously that would probably lose the rights of the league. That would become a, a playmakers situation, right? Or any given exactly. Sunday situation where it's a little bit too real. Can't have a Ray Rice mode in Madden because that's yeah you lose the like the licensing doing that yeah that'd be interesting though uh, yeah I think they should introduce more of those elements into the game you know or you can you could be the guy who uh, you know you can introduce the cheating element you know you could have like the banging on the trash cans thing and <laughs> yeah we deflate we the ball. <laughs> Like, your quarterback's <laughs> arm is sore for this next game. What do you do? Press X. You know. Call the ball the boys ball. and have yeah. them uh, do yeah. a little doctoring. Yeah. Oh, man. Spend spend some of your extra coaching points so that you can get uh, the all 22s or have the hidden camera. 
you know, in the stands. Uh-oh, Spygate situation. Yeah. Mm. So I, I would definitely, you know me, I would definitely, I, if I'm not just a, making a video game, I'm all in with that stuff. <laughs> Uh, we we could we could both uh, really get into a lot of trouble doing that. So it's a good thing that we're not developers. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one last look at some odds since I got the the betting app up. So bet MGM Super Bowl winner Chiefs plus four fifty is the uh, top bet on the board, followed by Bucks plus seven hundred, and your Bills are the third pick at the moment. Wow, plus eleven hundred. Yeah, well, I've got two out of those three in the Super Bowl, so I guess I'm kind of chalky. And you've got the Chiefs winning it all. I got the other, and the Rams are plus 1,200, so I got one and four. So there you go. Wait, so the Rams are the number four team? That's that's right. So they have the – I don't know. <laughs> uh, Rams plus 1,200, Ravens, Packers, 49ers, all plus 1,400. Pat, 49ers? That's right. So this just, but this is also an indication too of where the money is going. But that's right, man. They're, they're, that's that that. I mean, I've got the 49ers winning the division, but I thought I was being a little like you know, like shocking with that. Apparently not. Wow. The, uh, so who has the longest? Right who has the worst Super Bowl odds? Would it be the Jets or the Bengals or? Uh, Rapey McRaperson and the Texans are the Texans. plus 30,000 to win the Super Bowl. Wow. So $100 wins you thirty grand. Yep. If you really want to make that bet, go right ahead. Uh, Lions Man. plus 25,000. And then the Bengals and Jets are both plus 15,000. And the Jaguars are plus 12,500. And then the Eagles plus 10,000. Those are your so, lowest so, odds for the Super Bowl. Yeah. So as we say, all these teams, they start the season thinking they have a chance, but they, they really don't. So a lot of them really don't. They they say they do or they think they do, but they, they really don't. And so, all right. So uh, we've got an eight-point spread tomorrow. That's right. Could have so another we could push. push. We could push. We could start the season uh, with a push. But, uh, yeah, we're head-to-head right away. So I got the Cowboys. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm, picking, I'm picking Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn to keep it close against the the, the defending champs. So uh, you already said that you're picking one, Dak time. That, you're doing I, that, that one, Dak time. Yeah, that one could blow up in my face or uh, get me off on the right foot. So we'll see. We'll see, and we'll have the uh, rest of the schedule, the 15 other games, Saturday night, nine o'clock Central, first week, first full weekend of football after the Thursday nighter. I'm ready. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm ready to 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 get my last sleep in so that I can get up and go to work tomorrow so that Me I can too. get out and go get some good dinner and make it home in time to watch the first real football game of the season. I'm I'm yeah. already ready. I'll be like I said, I mean I'll be up at 6 tomorrow, get off work uh work work stops uh 7 o'clock, so kickoff is probably what 7:15. You got to figure Uh, Well, they're trying to to make it real, real special. So there's concerts. There's, I think Ed Sheehan might be singing a song or two. Uh, They're going to have a lot of stuff uh, before the game. They got one of the former Destiny Child girls is doing the anthem. 
Um, so it might be one of those situations where the kickoff would be a little later than normal uh, for Thursday night. So right. 7.30-ish, maybe a little later than that. Yeah, that gets me. Like I said, I'll get home about the end of the first quarter. So okay. I'll get to see a good solid three quarters of a good solid three quarters of football tomorrow night. All right, I, I just got to chuckle. You got Tommy for the Super Bowl to repeat. And I already know why you got him, but just I'm just going to be laughing all year because you got Tommy. I'm doing it <laughs> trying to... to stop it from happening. I'm trying a little <laughs> bit of counter uh, counter programming, a little reverse psychology here. I see that. Um, I'm, I might be doing a little reverse psychology myself. Uh, I don't know how crazy that would be to have a team hosting the Super Bowl two years in a row, but I'm I'm calling for it. It happened last year. It was a shocker, but I'm calling for the uh, L.A. Rams to do it this year and, and uh, actually lose the Super Bowl to yeah. visiting Chiefs. So you really, you're all in for the Rams, huh? Yeah, I love it. I, I love the, the possibility. Think of how great the Rams' offense had been in the past with Jared Goff, and now you have an actual professional quarterback in Matthew Stafford. So, yeah, I'm very excited for that. All right. So – I'm uh I'm good. I'm ready to get to bed here and get to watching some football tomorrow night. Yes, I'm definitely ready. All right, again, join us Saturday night, nine o'clock central, ten o'clock eastern, first of week one picks coming to you. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast, our NFC preview. Hope you enjoyed it and get ready for real football coming back tomorrow. With the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. And we will talk to you all Saturday night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.